This morning I'm going to continue my series. Ce matin, je vais continuer ma série. And today, et aujourd'hui, we want to remember God. Nous voulons nous rappeler Dieu. All this while we have been remembering people that helped us. All this while we have been talking about people that have helped in one way or the other. But there is somebody that helps you daily. There is somebody that actually pushes people to help you. But before I go into that, I want to quickly give you a recap. I want you to remember that we define the word remember. And we said it means to mention or to recollect or, or to recount or to think on something and then to act on what you think about. Until you do the acting you have not remembered. Because in the original sense, to remember means to think of someone and do something for them. And I remember giving you different examples. When David prayed, he said, remember me, O Lord. Even if I don't complete the statement. All of you, when you ask God to remember you, it means that you are asking him to do something. I don't know how many people say, God, remember me, but don't do anything. Even scripture, let us know. Because whenever the Bible says, and God remembered and put somebody name, somebody's name, the Bible automatically tells us what God did after. And then we went ahead and we said, that now that those things are coming back to your recollection, what do you do? And then last week, we said you can decide to bless those people. Just like the king blessed Mordecai. Oh, you can decide to forgive. You can decide to reward. You can decide to help. And I remember last week we said, and I used the story of the Good Samaritan to illustrate that remember somebody that doesn't speak or look like you has helped you in the past. Remember that somebody from that tribe that your, that your tribe doesn't talk to, they've helped you before. Remember that somebody that was English speaking helped you when you were French speaking. Remember that somebody that spoke French helped you when you did not understand the language but they saw that you are in need. Remember that somebody that speaks Swahili has helped you and you only speak Lingala. Oh, remember that human need is universal. God has given us certain things that you don't need to say a lot and people will know what you need. It is only when we don't want to do what God expects us to do, we say we don't understand them. You see somebody in a corner holding his stomach. It's a universal law that when you hold your stomach, something is wrong with your stomach. Most of the time, it might be empty. There is nothing bad when you see somebody say, hey, even if even if he doesn't eat it now, he will eat it later. And so we said other things. 
We said you can decide to honor them. We said you can decide to help their children. And I said lastly that last week that you can decide to mend relationships. Because there are people that have helped you that for one reason or the other your relationships are no longer the same. But God is reminding you so that you can mend those relationships. And so this morning we want to remember God Himself. Brethren, it is hard not to remember God. Well, I will be reading some passages. And when I read them, you will see that each of us it is difficult for you to actually spend an hour of your day and not remember God. It will be the height of ingratitude for me to forget God. It will be the height. And, if, and I don't know in the books of God, but it will be an unpardonable sin. For you to say it is by your power you got to where you got to. How many people have your qualifications? Do they all work where you work? Do they all get the same salary that you get? How many people look like you? Are they fortunate to be married to the kind of man you are married to? Or are they fortunate to be married to the kind of wife that you are married to? Oh, how many people are from your village? How many of them are sitting in Canada with you today? And so I want to first of all let you know that you are where you are today because of the grace of God. Anything else is a delusion. What God is a delusion. Some of you say, well, I worked hard. Oh, brethren, I know what hard work is. It is not everybody that works hard that makes it in life. In, in Nigeria, we have people that 6 o'clock in the morning they wake up. They go to the market. Some of them are old. Some of them are 50. And all they are doing is that they are waiting for people to come to the market. So when you come to the market and you buy your 50 kilogram bag of rice, some of you will know the people I'm talking about. They will carry that bag that bag that even when you push with your leg, your leg will nearly be straight. They will just carry the bag. And then for the whole day from 6 until the market closed. And yet, they cannot afford food for next week. Are they working hard or not? Are they? So hard work is not the only thing that brought you to where you are. What has brought you is the grace of God. So number one, you remember God the Father. You remember His love. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that He gave. You remember His acts towards you. The Bible says the thoughts I have towards you are thoughts of good and not of evil. Even before you remember his acts, you remember his thoughts towards you. But then, even when you are discouraged, for God's sake, remember the promises. The Bible puts it with a stamp. It says, for as many as are the promises of God, that they are here in Christ, and amen to the glory of God. 
as far as Christ has died and risen, those promises will stand forever. You know, in those days, the only thing you needed to see the covenant was blood. As far as Christ's blood touched the ground, that ground has no choice, but every time that you speak, it was so when God says, I know the thoughts I have towards you, then you should be able to go to bed and rest. Because he will do everything whatsoever to make sure that that comes to pass. Oh, thank God for his help. Now some of you don't realize that it is God that helped you. I remember long ago, as a young man, in those days it wasn't even very popular yet to travel, but I decided that I was, I was living in Nigeria. I was the first in my family to travel. And so I said everything would be alright. I will tell you, I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit scared. You are leaving your father's house. You are leaving your mother's house. You are leaving everything that is familiar. And so I left. In fact, if I was like some Christian, when I go to the airport the first time, because somebody said I should help them bring something, <laughs> and that's why it is not good to see. While I was trying to dodge the customs, I went to the wrong terminal. And so I waited at the gate. <laughs> when I looked at my time, the flight was supposed to leave at 11.30. You know, in those days, it's not like now. In those days, when you are traveling, you don't want them to disturb you. You wear suit. And then you'll be sweating. And so I was wearing suit and I was sweating. But I couldn't afford to remove the suit because that was the only emblem of respect. And so I sat at the gate. To make it worse. To make it worse. Because I look respectable. I look like a seasoned traveler. I couldn't start asking around that where is the plane going to be. So I stayed at the gate that I thought the plane should come to. So after some time, I looked at my wristwatch. It was 11:35, and the flight was for 11:30. But then, if you better pray that you are not in this place. Suddenly, I began to sweat the more. I went to ask now. <laughs> ah, God, have mercy. I went to ask now. I said, where is this plane going to come? Ah, he said, your plane is on the other side. Oh, with my suit, with my sweating, I began to run. But then, by the time I got to my gate, the plane was reversing. I said, stop it, stop it. All of a sudden, it became apparent that this guy has never traveled. They said, we can't stop the plane. So I went home. When my wife woke up, she suddenly saw me in the house. He thought she was dreaming. No, like the Bible says, you are like them that dream. I said, my dear, you are not dreaming today. And in those days, once you miss one flight, you wait one week. So I waited a week. And then the next week, I made up my mind. I am not breaking any law. The righteous, I just went the righteous way. And God helped me. When I arrived where I was going, I phoned. They said, don't ever leave the airport. 
And I said, why? I'm already in town. I'm enjoying myself. Brethren, I heard stories later of people that nearly died. But it was God that helped me. Because in those days, to go from Nigeria to Swaziland, it took you two days. So you go from Nigeria to Ethiopia. From Ethiopia, you go to Kenya. From Kenya, you stop in Tanzania. And then from Tanzania, you fly to Swaziland. And that was because if you set your feet on South African soil, they'll send you back. But it was God that helped me. Oh, after my sojourn, I'm just trying to let you know that your journey, God knows about it. After about five years, thank God that my wife believes in me. So when I say God has spoken, yeah, I should say yes, God has spoken. I said God has spoken, we are going to Canada. Amen. So I told my children to start praying that one day you will enter the aeroplane. You know, there was no way I was going to tell them that you are traveling. And so they began to pray. They began to pray. On July 1st of that particular year, oh, we took our flight. <laughs> we got to Lagos. Oh, there was, a, there was a disabling strike in Lagos. We couldn't go anywhere. They, they canceled our flight. Oh, they called me from the hospital here. They said, we will issue you another ticket. Uh, did God help me or not? God help me. So we got to England on the, on the 11th of July. I'm giving you specific dates so that you start noting down your dates. That is why in the month of July, I'm grateful to God. In the month of September, I am grateful to God. In the month of August, I am grateful. So when I say, ah, every month is my month, there's a reason. When I got to England, we stayed two days. I didn't know, I didn't realize that you could walk 45 minutes in Italy. And so we sat down with our friends, and then we ate, and then they said, your plane is leaving in one and a half hours. I said, that's not a problem. Remember, I am what? A seasoned traveler. When we started going, we were far when they began to call our name. Oh, passenger Adenuga. Passenger Adenuga. And then they called you five times because we are five people. Now, let me paint the picture well, just for you to understand how God helped us. My first son was four years old. My last child was five months old. After they, after they ran a little, they said, Daddy, carry me. <laughs> but Daddy has his own hand luggage. The boy also had his own hand luggage. Until God helped us. And we were, remember my first flight, I was sweating. When we entered this one too, we were sweating. When we found out this sat down, I knew that the Lord is my helper. Because what am I going to be doing in England? They won't buy me another ticket again. Brethren, thank God for your journey. Oh, some of you may not have gone through that kind of experience, but you have a journey. Right? Some of you, the same day you married, other people that married, they divorced. Is it because they're a good husband? No. Is it because they're a good wife? Oh, it is because of the mercy of God. When you think about God, think about one that if you said thank you 1,000 times a day is not enough. Remember your condition where you are. 
Rappelez-vous de vos conditions où vous êtes. You know, occasionally I get upset. Occasionnellement, je, ça m'inquiète. People get to Canada, they begin to complain. Les gens arrivent au Canada et commencent à se, à se plaindre. Sometimes I tell them, it's not too late, you can go back to where you came from. Par moment, je les dis, c'est pas en retard, vous pouvez rentrer d'où vous venez. Don't come here, we are not complainers in Canada. Au Canada, nous ne nous plaignons pas. We are grateful people here. Nous sommes des gens reconnaissants. We are grateful for what we have. Nous sommes reconnaissants de ce que nous avons. When it snows, we are grateful for it. Quand il neige, nous sommes reconnaissants. When the sun is shining, we are grateful for it. Quand le soleil est brillant, nous sommes reconnaissants. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, for God's sake, if you are here or you are listening online and you are complaining, go back to where you came from. Because Lord God loves a heart that, of, that is grateful. Deuteronomy chapter 8. It gives us a catalog of the things that we need to thank God for. It says, oh, all the commandments that I command you today, he says, you shall observe to do them. And then verse 2 says, and thou shalt remember. And thou shalt what? Remember. Now, let me quickly clarify that. Remember. Bring back to your collection that I said you cannot remember without doing something, right? So verse 1 says, and I will read it again, that all the commandments I commanded you say that you shall observe to do, right? And then verse 2 then says that thou shalt remember. It means that if you remember what God did, but then you won't even be able to sing. Si vous vous rappelez ce que Dieu a fait, vous ne pouvez même pas être en mesure de chanter. You won't be able to break one law, one law in Scripture. D'abolir une seule loi des Écritures. If only you can remember daily. Si seulement vous pouvez vous rappeler journalièrement. Anything anybody does to you will be minor. Toute chose que quelqu'un fait sera minor. You'll be able to say, I love God enough, and I promise God, and I cannot disappoint God. I cannot hold you as an enemy. Vous allez dire que j'aime Dieu assez, que j'ai promis Dieu que je ne peux pas les désapprouver. Je ne peux pas vous garder comme un ennemi. So the Bible then goes further. La Bible va plus. It says, remember all the way that God led you for 40 years. Rappelez-vous toutes les parcours que Dieu est allé avec vous pendant 40 ans. Some of us might not have been on our journey for 40 years, but remember your 28 years of your 28 year journey. Remember your 20-year journey. Remember your seven-year journey. Remember your one-month journey. And then he goes further. He said, there's a reason why God did all these things. And then he lists them. He said, number one, he said, to humble you. To see that you can't do this by yourself. Brethren, have you not seen people that have all the money in the world? Yes, they are begging. Thank God I'm a doctor. There are people that will offer you millions for them to be able to talk. But you can talk freely. There are people that can offer you anything. If only they can be able to eat again. Si seulement ils peuvent encore manger encore. But you can eat freely. Mais vous pouvez manger librement. Ah, brother, you better be grateful to God. Père, vous devez être reconnaissant. He said, remember how many years? It is 40 years. Rappelez-vous des 40 ans. And then he goes ahead. Et il va plus loin. He said, to prove you. Pour te prouver. And then I like this particular part. Et j'aime ce part. He said, to know what is in your heart. Pour connaître ce qui est dans votre cœur. Oh, I love God. Oh, j'aime Dieu. It is because you are still poor. Parce que vous êtes pauvre. One of my mentors said long ago, he said, when you are sleeping on a mattress that is only this thick, and the mattress is on the floor, and you roll a little, and your body touches the stone-cold floor, you say, hallelujah, it is time for Jesus. And so you begin to pray. Ah, you say, I love God. It is true, you love God. Fast forward 15 years. Your mattress is this thick. 
Oh, your mattress is, is full of water. You can condition the temperature. Is it come and pray at 3 o'clock? You say, what kind of pastor is this? You say, God is not that difficult. Oh, the same you that was doing business every day and going to work. Before your visa was approved. Now, all of a sudden, prayer is a problem. It says to know what is in your heart. You only love God because of what you are gaining from God. Oh, there are some families that are hard. Oh, my master preached some of them too. And the Bible even records that one day when he preached, they said, This is a hard saying. Brethren, there are times you need to just sit back and think to yourself because the Bible says that your raiment did not wax old upon you, that your clothes did not grow old. Let me put it in context for you. Even when you said you were poor, were you wearing rags? God still used your clothes to cover your shame. Even your sandals. The Bible records, it said your sandals themselves, nothing happened to them. Oh, I will not tell you the story, but maybe I will tell you. There was a time I had a particular shoe that I loved. I wore the shoe until the shoe cut in half. So that when I'm wearing the shoe, sand is entering from the bottom. Until one woman came to our house. She said, Brother, don't get it. time to retire that shoe. I wasn't ashamed. But I tell my children, you can't embarrass me. I've already embarrassed myself. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your own shoe, are you cut in half? Right. So you are still better than me. Are you getting what I'm saying? When the Bible says your clothes were good, your shoes were fine, yes, you are ungrateful. I will go to one or two other things here because of time. It says further. It says your feet did not swell in 40 years. Let me put it in context. What you have gone through, if other people went through it, they would have committed suicide. And yet, you have to go strong. Oh, you might, you might think, oh, yeah, I've not worked for 40 years. But there are things that you've gone through that if other people went through and cut out, it, they would have committed suicide. But yet, every day when you wake up, there's, there's hope for another day. Every day when you wake up, you say, today is going to be better than yesterday. If somebody listens to what I'm saying, every day, you say that the Lord is my helper. Every day, you say the Lord is my shepherd. Every day, you say, do I pass through the valley of the shadow of death? Do you know how many times you pass through the valley you didn't even know you passed through? Brethren, remember God. Because without God, you will not be where you are now. Oh, I have all the qualifications. Congratulations. He says, remember God. He's the one that brought you into a good land. Uh, brethren, in case you don't know, Canada is the envy of the world. Oh, some of you got into Canada easily. Oh, I, that's, I can tell you stories. I left Nigeria and went all the way to Ghana. 
When I got to the embassy, they said, what do you do? And you know, Canadians are very polite. They said, what do you do, sir? I'm a doctor. Oh, you failed automatically. We don't need doctors in Canada. And I have come all the way from Nigeria to Ghana. I went back home. <laughs> I can tell you stories. When I got home, I thought to myself, what am I going to do? And then I forgot about it. I began to send my application all over the place. You know, there are some money I tell people you have to spend the money. It's money of sorrow. If you don't spend the money, you will regret later. So I sent my application to Australia, to England, every country that looked good. But God had a plan. I said, God had a plan. And so even though the Americans said, come to our country, the day we were rejoicing, God said, don't go there. Uh, it is for a time like this that God said, don't go there. I won't, I won't say that openly. Uh, but it's for, for a time like this. But what am I telling you? That God knows your end from the beginning. And He's doing everything to guide you in line to what you need to do to get where you are. Brethren, remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that gives you strength to make wealth. What will you do with all your qualifications if tomorrow you stand up and you fall down? What will you do if God said, let us suck the air out of him? What will you do if God said, today your nerves will not function? Brother, remember who? God. When you remember God, your life can't be the same. Because when you remember God, there are things that you will do that will naturally look unusual. There's a passage in Scripture I like to read as I close. Ecclesiastes chapter 12. The problem with Ecclesiastes chapter 12 is that in dividing it into chapters, they cut, they cut out part of what will have been chapter 12. And so if you go backwards a little bit to 11, uh, chapter 11, verse 7, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 7, I want you to listen as I read. No, chapter 11, verse 7. It says, Light is sweet. And it pleases the eyes to see the sun. Right? He said, however, many years anyone may live. Let them enjoy them all. He said, but let them also remember there will be many dark days. Everything still to come is meaningless. Then he's talking to young people. He said, young people, it is wonderful to be young. And so be happy while you are young. Enjoy every minute of it. Follow the ways of your heart and do everything you want to do. He said, but remember that you must give an account to God for everything you do. Then he goes on. He said, so refuse to worry. I'm reading verse 10 now. The translation might be different from the one you've seen. I had to combine many translations. He said, refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. Now, this is Solomon. He had all the food in the world. He's giving you advice. He said, but remember that youth with a whole life before you is meaningless. Now, you now get to chapter 12 now. So, so now you see where the story starts. Are, you, are, you, are, you, are we still together? He now says in verse 1, 
He said, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your Creator. Now, let me, let me phrase that in the usual King James manner. He says, remember now thy Creator in the days of your youth. He says, honor him in your youth before you grow old and say, that life is not pleasant anymore. Remember before, remember, remember when we started reading in verse 7, he said life is sweet, remember? He now goes back to it, he said, remember him before the light of the sun, the moon, and the stars is dim to your old eyes. And rain cloud continue to darken your sky. He says, remember him before your legs. The guards of your body start to tremble. I don't know how many of you have seen very old people walk. You know, you know, you know how old people walk? <laughs> but if you are like me, you think they are going to fall. You want to catch them anytime. And then he said, and before your shoulders, the strong men before your shoulders go down. He says, remember him before your teeth. Your few remaining servants stop grinding. And before your eyes, the, the woman looking through the windows, they see dimly. You know, there's a way you look through the window, you can't even see anything anyway. He said, remember God. He said, remember him before the, blood, the door of life's opportunities is closed. <laughs> and the sound of work fades. He's talking about retirement. He says, now you rise at the first chipping of the dead, but then all their sounds will grow faint because your ears will become dull to hearing. He said, remember him before you become fearful of folly and worry about danger in the streets. Before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom, in bloom and drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper. And this, <laughs> God, should I continue? <laughs> and the capabelly no longer increases sexual desire. There is a time that Viagra no longer helps. He said, remember him before then. <laughs> remember him before you are near the grave. Your everlasting home where the mourners will weep at your funeral. He said, yes, remember your creator. Now, while you are young, before the silver card of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the bully is broken at the well. For then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. Now, this is his concluding thoughts. I go to verse 11. He says, the words of the wise are like cattle prod. They are painful, but they are helpful. It goes to verse 12. He said, but my child, let me give you some further advice. Now, I want you to listen well. He said, but my child, let me give you some further advice. He said, for be careful, for writing books is endless. And much study wears you out. He goes to verse 13. He said, That's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey His command. For this is everyone's duty. And then he ends by saying that God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. Let us write on our feet. Let us rise on our feet. But then, you need to remember God. And whenever you remember God, I tell you, you cannot remember without doing something. I didn't have time today to tell you the other things you could do, but there's one thing you can do when you remember God. 
you will use your mouth to bless him. You use, you use your mouth to praise him. So just for about three minutes so that we can dismiss people that are online. You are going to lift up your voice and begin to thank God for your journey so far. Oh, some of you are abandoned children, but God helped you. Some of your parents did not want you, but God helped you. Oh, your parents did not even know how to bring you up, but God helped you. Oh, there are so many people that were in your class, but God helped you. There are so many people that married at the same time that you married, but God is helping you. There are people that make the same amount of money that you make, but God is helping you. Oh, you are not bankrupt. Oh, yes, the Lord is helping you with your finances. Oh, there are people that grew up the way you grew up, but God is helping you. Better lift up your voice for just another two minutes. Lift up your voice for just another two minutes. Those of you at home, I want you to lift up your voice also. I say, Lord, I thank you for your help. Oh, many women were pregnant like you. But not all of them have their children. Some lost the pregnancy. Some had a stillbirth. But God helped you. Some of you even delivered in the worst of hospitals. But God helped you. Oh, brethren, God has helped you. God has helped you. I want you to lift up your voice. I say, God, I thank you. God, I bless you. I bless your holy name, God. I bless your holy name. Oh, when I remember what the Lord has done. When I remember what God has done. When I remember what God is doing. When I remember what God has promised to do. I cannot but thank Him. Oh, you want to kneel on the floor, you want to roll on the ground, just thank him. Just thank him, just thank him. You want to stand, you want to speak, it doesn't matter, just thank him. Oh, God has sustained you as a Christian, thank him. God has sustained your children, thank him. God has sustained your family, thank him. God Almighty has kept you as far as you have gone. Thank Him. Lord, we thank you. 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 Brother, we might as well continue our prayer. We may not even need to go on Zoom now. Let's just continue our prayer. And say, Lord, I thank you for where I am today. I thank you for where I am today. I thank you for my station today. I thank you for my state today. I thank you because things are not perfect. But I thank you I have come this far. I thank you, God, I have come this far. Oh, when men looked at me, they never thought I would come this far. For God, you have brought me this far. You have always covered my sin. Oh, you have always covered my sin. You have never allowed the enemies to see my nakedness. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Oh, you have given me authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Only God knows how many deadly things that you have eaten. Only God knows how many deadly things that you have drunk. And yet, you are still alive. Why don't you lift up your voice and say thank you? Why don't you lift up your voice and say thank you? And thank the Almighty God. And say, God, I thank you. I thank you because I can eat by myself. 
I thank you because I can drink by myself. I thank you because I can raise my hands. I thank you because I can raise my legs. I thank you because my brain is functioning. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Brother, thank God for your teeth. Thank God for your mouth. Thank God for every part of you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Brother, we are going to switch our thanksgiving. We are going to switch our thanksgiving. There are some of you that are saying, God, my time is running out. You are saying, God, why is it taking so long? But God knows where you could have been now if God answered earlier than now. You are saying, God, I don't have a husband. But God has prevented the killer from marrying you. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous are the ordered of God. La Bible dit that the steps of the righteous are ordered of God. Are you married? Just thank God for it. I say, I know my time is coming. I know my time is coming. I know God will not forget me. Why don't you thank God for it? Oh, you have been married. But you are yet to produce the fruit of the womb. Why don't you thank God for it? Why don't you say, God, I thank you? I thank you because I'm not the mother of a drug dealer. I thank you, God, because I'm not the mother of a killer. Why don't you thank God for it? Oh, brother, you think your children could have gone further than they are now? But where they are now, other people are envying them. Why don't you thank God for it? And say, God, I thank you for where my children are now. I thank you because your time is the best. I remember when I had my first child. I remember when I had my second child. Why don't you begin to tell God, I remember. I remember the delivery was smooth. I remember that you sent, you sent uh, out uh, midwives. I remember you sent doctors. I remember that you helped me. The child was not hurt. The mother was not hurt. The father is alive. Why don't you lift up your voice? And say, Lord, I thank you. Oh, thank God for that, your husband. Thank God for that, your wife. And say, God, I thank you for them. Oh, my husband is not perfect. But I thank you for him anyway. My wife is not perfect. But I thank you for her anyway. My parents are not perfect. But I thank you for them anyway. Oh, God, my marriage is not perfect. But I thank you for what I have. Brother, lift up your voice and thank God. Lift up your voice and thank God. And say, God, I thank you. Thank God for the kind of family that He gave you. Thank God for the kind of family that you came from. Lift up your voice and thank Him. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I said, in Jesus' name we pray. Are you tired of thanking God? Brethren, many that went to school with you have died by now. There are some people in your primary school that died. There are some people in your secondary school that died. There are some people that you went to university with that have died. But, but as far as you are living, there is hope for a better tomorrow for you. Why don't you begin to thank God for keeping you alive? Begin to thank God for keeping you alive. And say, Lord, I thank you for you have kept me alive. I thank you, God, because you have kept me alive. It is not because I was the best student. It is not because I'm the one that knows how to do it. It is the mercy of God. 
want you to lift up your voice with me. Thank God for that job that you have. That job, people can do anything to get the job from you. But God has put you there. And the Bible says that you are, you are like Mount Zion. Until God says it's time to move, nobody can move you out of there. Why don't you begin to thank God for your job? And say, God, I thank you for my job. Oh, the job may not be perfect. The job may not be giving me what I want. You may even be tired of the job. But thank God for it anyway. Say, Lord, I thank you for my job. I thank you because I'm able to go to work. I thank you because I have a source of livelihood. I thank you for my business. Oh, I thank you for the wisdom that you have given me. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Brother, let's lift up our voices. This is a day to remember God. I said this is a day to remember God. I said this is a day to remember God. We thank you. Father, we are grateful. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Brother, you want to thank God for your journey. Oh, some of you moved from the village to the city. And then from the city you left your country, you came to Canada. Even those of us that were born in Canada, you moved from Newfoundland, you came to Mountain. You moved from Ontario and you came here. Some people could not make that journey. Some people did not survive that journey. Why don't you begin to thank God for your journey thus far? And say, Lord, I thank you for my journey. I thank you, God, for my journey. I thank you, God, for my journey. I thank you, God, for my journey. Oh, I thank you. Why don't you thank God for your journey? Your journey is peculiar. I said your journey is peculiar. I said your journey is peculiar. Yes, your journey is peculiar. Only you can thank God for your journey thus far. Men have deserted you. Family has deserted you. But the Lord is there on your right side. The Lord is there as your helper. And the Bible says, if God be for us, that who can be against us? Thank God for your journey. Thank God for your journey before you came to Canada. Thank God for your journey in Canada. Oh, thank God because you are making progress. Oh, people are buying houses, you are not left behind. People are buying cars, you are not left behind. Children are going to school, your children are not left behind. Why don't you bless the name of the Lord for it? I say, I thank God anyhow. I thank God anyway. I thank God because it's good. I thank God, I thank God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. But then look at me, I want to paint a picture for you. There are some of us that when you went to school, you didn't really want to go. Because every day you went to school, you were oppressed. People had what you didn't have. Their parents did what your parents couldn't do. People went where you couldn't go. But today, you can say the Lord is faithful. Today, you can say the Lord is faithful. Some of you have been to places where some of those people have never been to. Some of you are counting in your hand some of the money some people will never count in their lifetime. All of these wives, God covered your shame. All of these wives, God covered your embarrassment. Why don't you lift up your voice and begin to thank God for it? And say, Lord, I thank you. Yes, begin to thank him for your for, for God did not allow you to be embarrassed. Begin to thank him, begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Yes, lift up your voice and thank him. Yes, lift up your voice and thank him. Oh, lift up your voice and thank him. Say God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Yeah, Father, I thank you. Ah, Lord, I thank you. 
Yes. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Ah, Lord, I thank you. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Merci, merci, merci. Thank him, thank him, thank him. Oh, why don't you just thank God? Why don't you just thank him? Thank him, thank him. Thank him, thank him. Bless the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to read something to you here to, to put it in context. He said, when I bring you into that land, he said, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. He said, because then your heart will be lifted up. In fact, he said, he said specifically that when you have eaten and you have food, he said, when you have built good houses and you dwell in them. Oh, he said, when your business is doing well. When your silver and your gold is multiplied. He said, when all that you have is multiplied. He said, beware that you forget not the Lord I go. And then he also tells, he also tells you why. He said it was he that led it through the great and the terrible wilderness. In that wilderness, there were serpents. In that wilderness, there were scorpions. In that wilderness, there was drought. There was a time there was no water. He said, but he brought the first water out of the rock. He said, he fed thee with manna in the wilderness. But then, I don't know about you. But there have been times that you may not even know what to do. And yet God will speak to one of his own children. And said, go and speak a word of encouragement to him. There is a time that God will say, take this and go and give it to him. And so your barrel of oil never failed. Not because you knew how to do it. But it's because of God that has mercy. But then lastly for this morning, you want to lift up your voice and say every lack that God has covered. Every lack that God has covered. Oh, when you apply for that job, you knew nobody. Yes, I say it again. When you apply for that job, you need nobody. But God raised help for you. And the people inside they began to speak on your behalf. Yes, they began to speak on your behalf. They were the voices that God planted there. Why don't you lift up your voice and thank God for it? Oh, some of you are in places that you can only get to if you know somebody. But because you know God, I said because you know God, God raised an army on your behalf. God raised an army on your behalf. God planted you upon the, upon the solid rock. You cannot be moved. Oh yes, God gave you favor. God gave you favor. Men that did not know you, they spoke up for you. Women that did not know you, they spoke up for you. Your enemies, they helped you. The people that were saying you cannot make it, they found themselves helping you. Oh, maybe you don't understand what I'm saying. There is a time when you think it is all over. But God says, I'm just starting with you. There is a time when your boss says, I want to see you in my office. And you are scared what he will say. And he will 
we say they have been saying that you are doing well. He will find himself saying like Balaam. That, oh, I cannot, I cannot cause who God has not caused. I cannot send away who God has not sent away. Better lift up your voice for two more minutes. Say, God, I thank you for favor. Joseph knew nobody in Egypt. God gave him favor. You know nobody in Canada. God gave you favor. You knew nobody where you are working. God gave you favor. Let's lift up your voice and thank him. And say, God, I thank you for your favor. I thank you for your favor. I thank you for your favor. I thank you for honoring.